Hey, what's up, Hung Up family? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Hung Up Podcast, a Philly-based culture and society podcast from a Black queer perspective. I am your host. I'm your producer, Eric Cole. You can find the Hung Up Podcast on your favorite podcasting and social media platforms by searching at Hung Up Pod. That's H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D. Shout out to Guapale. She was here three nights ago at City Winery. I was invited out by a close friend, Spencer, his booey-eyed, and Spencer's sister, Dana. Um, it was just a random invitation, and I'm glad I took it because it was really great to see Dana. <laughs> and it's been a little while since I've seen Spencer and Riyadh. But I haven't listen to Guapale's music in a while. And ever since she did Closer, which is like her big, big hit, that was five albums ago. This woman has been been creating music, so that was dope. And Guapale has a new single out right now called Time Hills. She sounded amazing. She looked amazing. 46 and gorgeous. Doesn't look a day over 32. Go check out Guapale. If it's been a little while for you, like it was for me, and stream her single Time Hills. But Philly, we got to turn up a little bit. So Guapale, she was like, y'all so quiet, trying to get us hype. No one really, (laughs) it wasn't until Closer came on that people were like, the cameras were out, people were coming up to the stage. But, you know, we all enjoyed all the music, honestly. But we got to turn it up a little bit. Look, about an hour ago, I was on Instagram and Alex Mali, she is a dancehall R&B and pop artist. You should check her out. She just put out a new project. And so she's talking about her music. People are in the comments, you know, Oakland, Atlanta, New York, you know, Brooklyn. And she's, you know, everyone wants her to come to her city. So I'm like, hey, Philly, heart. And she's like, you know what? I got beef with Philly. (laughs) She was like, the last time I was there, y'all weren't turned up. She was like, everybody was just kind of like staring. And I'm like, here we go again. Here we go. Philly, I get it. When it comes to (laughs) pretty much anything that... Philly is not familiar with because I'm honestly like I'm a Southern Marylander. I moved to Philly in 2006. So that's that's how I can talk my shit. Okay, (laughs) when it comes to things that Philly is less familiar with, you know, it, it takes a little bit more to like get get people like warmed up. So but we really have to support these artists when they come to our city. So they come back. And we absolutely got to do it for the artists that are here in Philly, performing in Philly, from Philly, representing Philly when they go to other cities. We have to show these artists some love. All right, so let's go ahead and get into this week's episode. I'm dropping the Instagram live with Vincent Mark, a.k.a. Mark My Style from like, I think this was two Tuesdays ago. Mark My Style is an amazing, well-known photographer and king of the butch queens. He was on the show before. This is um, season four, episode 41, if you want to check it out. But for the live, we talk about some of his recent work and we get into how Mark continues to push himself professionally, creatively to use his work as a contribution to the overall conversation that's going on in the community and to push back against 
the hate and the violence that the LGBTQ plus community is subjected to on a regular daily basis. And yes, my voice is different. (laughs) If you're wondering like what happened, I'm recording this the day after. And I was at Tony's, Tony Purnell, the host of the YouTube show that I do. He had a game night last night and I was out way past my bedtime. (laughs) So my voice like had it because it was a good time. Like Tony did that. He, I mean, prepared. It wasn't just people just standing around and you got Monopoly and Spades and Uno going around. Like Tony was actually prepared for a great game night with a lot of group games. And then people was able to go off and do their own thing. So shout out to Tony. I didn't like the call that was made on the Eminem separation game. <laughs> Look, the competitive side came out, y'all, and it, it, I think it got the best of me. I had to take the L on that, even though I didn't want to. <laughs> All right, so here is the Instagram live audio from my August 1st conversation with Vincent Mark, a.k.a. Mark My Style. All right, so let me read. I think I saw tonight's guest in the room. So um, let me just read a quick bio. And by the way, tonight's guest, uh, Vincent Mark, a.k.a. Mark My Style, um, is a guest from season four, episode 41. <laughs> um, professional photographer and king of the butch queens, Mark My Style, Uh, more publicly known as Mark, is a Black queer creative director, stylist, and photographer. Born and raised in North Philadelphia, Mark became engulfed in the Black culture offered by the city of brotherly love, leading him down a path of following his passion and talent for creating. A visionary at heart, Mark's work explores the themes of identity, sexual fantasy, and community, and pushing beyond the boundaries of traditional storytelling. Showcasing Black art in a way that speaks to mind, body, and soul. So that's just a little piece of his bio. You can read the rest at vincentmark.net. Let's go ahead and bring... I thought I saw him in here. Let me see. Absolutely. No, I appreciate you running home to be on time. Oh, listen. I saw you I don't do slide late. in while I was reading your bio. I, thought, oh, on time. I don't do late. You know, it's my job to be on set before everybody and I leave after everybody. That's true. That's true. Um, all right. So we, we got you here. Please introduce yourself. And also tell us what King of the Bush Queen means and why you go so hard for us Bush Queens out here. <laughs> King of the Bush Queen. Okay. Hello, everyone. This is Mark. Um, Vincent Mark, affectionately known as Mark. I'm about to get the $400 name change just for it to be marked like ye. <laughs> um, <laughs> and why Queen of the Bush Queens? Because, okay, so I think we talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Like, my art is is saturated around, like, this, like, masculine, feminine aesthetic. Um, it is something that I feel like I didn't have growing up. So I am, and I feel like it was something that, um, at least like 
growing up at a certain age at a certain point in philadelphia i don't think it was okay at one point to like embrace like a feminism if that makes sense so like i now like embody the masculine and the feminine like the the whole bush queen aesthetic is my aesthetic like it, it is what it gives so king of bush queen I love it. Yes, Ryan. Two of my favorite Butch Queens. Yes, and you Two are of my right. favorite Butch Queens. <laughs> I'm happy to see you. Um, when was the last time I saw you? It wasn't too long ago, I feel like. Right. I just saw you. Oh, that that house party, wasn't it? The one where the stairs was capturing bodies all night. Yes. It was. The way Everybody was following them on steps. Thank you for purchasing the badge. No, the 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 steps were treacherous. People were almost like losing their lives, and it wasn't safe. Like quite honestly, it was too it was too steep, and people were too drunk. Like, and it was. I feel like it was because it was raining too. Mm -hmm. It was like slipping and sliding down steps. It wasn't. I think the. I'm glad I don't know nobody's name. The first person to fall down the steps, it was bad. But it kind of was a gag, so it was like internally funny. But by the third time, I was like, okay, this is enough. I said, bitch, somebody gonna get hurt. And then people started hiding in the bathroom and started like really being embarrassed. Like, I was like, okay, it's time, it's time. Because I don't want the steps to claim me. I'm gonna be mad, so. I was like in front that first, like, Whoever fell that first time, I was a few people in front of them, and it was not. I wasn't even a person that fell, and my left hand ended up getting cut up a little bit just from them falling behind us. Like, especially was crazy. All right, so let's go ahead. I want to know how are you, mark my style, and how is your pursuit of life, love, and the pursuit of happiness what's going on a little quick check-in with you okay we're gonna get like <laughs> we're gonna have real nigga talk is that okay do you mind not at all because okay what i got for you tonight i got i got this shit laid out i was waiting for this conversation so uh, whatever you feel like you need to do i just want you to know that you, you have this space and this is nothing but opportunity so okay I'm a little anxious. I feel like I have a lot of like um, life changing things happening. There's a lot of transition happening at the moment. And the transition is making me very uncomfortable. So instead of like pushing through it, I find myself wanting to go inward. So the challenge that I'm having right now is making decisions <laughs> because I feel like my I feel like my ascension is on the other side of these decisions. Ooh. But what Ooh. comes with that, I feel like has me shook a little bit. So it's taken me more time than I would like in order to like really pull my shit together. That's that's where I am. You anticipating that ascension? What's going on? So um, my move is coming and I'm shook. Um, 
I have a, a guy, a gallery asked me to do an exhibition. And, and even though I've had my own, I've thrown my own events and had and shown my art the way I want, but this is the first time that an actual art gallery has reached out to me to showcase my work. That in itself is a little intimidating, but like that I, I'm leaning, I'm trying to lean more into. Um, I have a few other projects that I'm working on um, that, I started, but I'm like, <laughs> everything just has me in a chokehold, all the way down to like, um, do you feel like you're being seen in a, in a different way? Um, not necessarily, maybe like what's, I'm trying to figure out what's this space that you're in that is like, that you're entering into that because has your anxiety. Up when, like I, this. when I start, well, everything started, right? Like, I got my hands in, like, a lot of pots, but I just feel like, um, I used to say, like, so for instance, like, I used to say when I first started photography, because, um, you know, like, you think about all the things it can bring you, but I used to say, like, am I ready for what comes with it once I get it? You get what I mean? And over time, as I started to receive certain things, or certain things started to happen, um, mm that question becomes a lot more prevalent because I know, I now know what goes in to making, to being successful consistently. And being as though like every day, I feel like sometimes I cannot not wake up, not my best self. Mm -hmm. You get what I mean? Yeah. Because things gotta get done. And when I'm, when you push in like your own brain, like it's nobody when you go to work for somebody else you got a whole you got your manager to fall back on you got this one to fall back on so if shit not right. getting done you kind of can like fade to the back when it's your shit you can't fade to the back yeah you, you gotta show up for yourself you get what i mean in some days it's hard to show up for yourself and then the closer i get to completing something the more anxiety comes with it because then it comes then it's everything that comes after that and I've reached a point where it's no longer about what the people think about it, right? It's more, because that's gonna be what it is. I just feel like it's more so the work that comes with having to deal with it after it's finished. It's the, it is the, <laughs> it is, it's the other opportunities that come with it and then again, it's that question of yeah, when you things happen, am I ready? You you pushing your own bar, I feel I'm like. I'm pushing my own and bar. And if I can just pour into you for a second, this sounds almost similar to, and, and I wanted to talk to you about this a little later on, but it's, it's coming up now. Um, I remember when you were on the podcast and you talked about one of your most challenging um, projects was working with George Johnson right? and, and how, when he presented this idea to you, you were just like, no, nah, I'm, I'm no, I'm not, <laughs> right. I'm not, I'm not putting myself out there in that way. This is not the kite, but look what happened with that project. Look how, and, and I just feel like you keep doing this. You keep doing amazing things. You keep outdoing yourself. You truly are the definition of, um, not your own work. Um, when it's you, you are your own you, you are your biggest challenge and so it's like sure. you keep completing these projects 
and setting the bar higher and higher for yourself. Um, and, and it's not just you, it's so many um, creatives that I see out here doing the work, some of which I've interviewed and had on the show like yourself. Yeah. And you just keep out doing yourself. And yes, you're absolutely right. Now the calls come from the next floor up. Now you're getting attention from a different group of people where you there may be more demand or there may be um, a higher expectation, but you are setting that and trust that the folks are not going to demand anything that they can't see that, that they don't think that you are able to do or that you're not already doing. And so, yes, yeah. the people the people are commenting like the talent is there and you just keep and, and I do want to talk about. Um, I wanted to ask you what are some of the things that you're working on? And I wanted to start with your most recent Instagram post. I look at I looked at like your your last four posts. Right. Um, one, you did a birthday shoot for KJ, a.k.a. Dr. Saxo B. Mm-hmm. And. I just want to say, and I said this to you on the podcast, that I really appreciate how you're able to take a, a, a set design, right? An idea that someone who is a overthinker, creative, or just doesn't have an eye for photography would think that, oh, this is not enough, right? Right. Not enough. You are able to just make it work every single time and you did that in this shoot i think it was a birthday shoot that you did for yeah, yeah, yeah that so that all my shoots are like a collaborative situation right so it's not some will be minimals some will be based on like minimalism some will be digitally masterful and some will be a lot but it, it all depends on the person right mm-hmm. so me and this his name's Kimani. Uh, Kimani's a really good friend of mine, and he we we spoke, and he had an idea in mind for a shoot, and it actually was supposed to be kind of like a digital art kind of situation. Um, but to, to know him, he is super chill, he's laid back, and he's a lot more simplistic of a person. So in us talking, um, when we were putting the ideas together, I asked him, I said, "Whoa." more so like why would you want to do this because i feel like you're going to be fighting against yourself to to do this because again like i like to say i don't shoot models i shoot real people right so i'm gonna need you you to be the best version of yourself on this day and you won't be trying to be somebody else in order to get an image in your head and that might not happen so we sat we looked at a bunch of images we looked at a bunch of concepts we threw a lot of things out there and um Things that he threw out that he wanted was outside. I like, I want a field, I want green, I want X, Y, Z. But then he was like, but I like the draping. So I'm just like, okay, well, uh, then why don't we just use fabric as a backdrop, right? I said, we can change the fabric, we can change the texture. I said, we could also do like a monochromatic kind of situation. Everything could be super simple. It'll be based around you because it is your birthday. But everything will coincide and it won't take anything away from you and you can be chill you won't have to do too much and i'll still get what i need and that's all <clears throat> you got what you needed and happy birthday to him um, you one of your other posts you work with slick nick um really 
Three Deep Colors, Space Goggles. I don't know what that was. It was like some type of like alien goggle going on. What was your inspiration for that suit, that shoot with Slicknick? So that shoot, it was a test. It was a test shoot. I had an idea. I've been, my friend Demetrius, AKA He Luxury, and he gave me that, that helmet and those knee pads like a while ago. Oh, it was a helmet. Okay. okay. The helmet. Just like a floral helmet. And I've been, I was just playing with the idea like of this. It was kind of like an alien kind of situation in my head. But also it was a test. So one, one of the things that I'm working on presently is a book. It's a coffee table book. And I've been actually like toying with an idea of a coffee table book for a long time. Um, and I didn't know if I wanted it to be old work manifested into new work or if I wanted it to be all new work. But I had this idea of not necessarily like a sex book, but think of like Madonna's Confessions, mm-hmm. but my version of it. So I wanted to play around with idea of form and sexuality and all kinds of stuff. And this test shoot was kind of like my way of breaking the ice to start creating for the book. Okay. And I, and it was really dope. And again, y'all, so you can tap the carrot. If you're not already following Mark My Style, tap that carrot up here. Follow him so you can see these posts. I'm, we're talking about the, the most recent, the last. Well, you have some pinned posts, but yeah. your most recent photo shoots. And the last one I wanted to talk to you about was your, your last day of Pride post that you did with your favorite muse, Bam. Um, shout out to Bam. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know, when you were on the podcast, and I, and I listened back to our episode this, this um, I think two days ago, in preparation for this, this conversation mm-hmm. with you, and I just wanted to tell you how, and I'm gonna repost it because I believe we, um, we did video, and I'm gonna, yeah. so I'm gonna clip this part where you, it, I mean, it was like, it was so romantic, how you just talked about how <laughs> you and the, the love of your life, your partner who you're currently with, um, bonded over the camera in this creative space that you, that you created for the both of you, um, that would eventually turn into this passionate, um, fire fired up, sexy love affair that is still going on and still strong to this day. Um, Y'all are so dope. And and, and so that, that I really appreciated that post. Talk to us, Mark, about y'all have been in a relationship all these years and you, and you're still working together. How has Mm -hmm. it changed or has it changed in terms of um, working alongside BAM behind the camera? It's changed a lot, actually. Not a lot. Like, I mean, we still have... To be, so I was just in Atlanta two weeks ago. Um, I was down there shooting some content for him, actually, for two videos that he has coming out and for... Just for some miscellaneous stuff. Um, so... I attribute a lot of my success to the fact that I have him or that idea that I have him, right? Like, um, anytime I had an idea, I didn't have to worry about finding somebody because I had him. And he was always more than happy to do it, right? And I mean, that's kind of like how our 
as you as you would call it, our affair started, right? <laughs> and the only difference now is I can't get to him the way I can because he's now in Atlanta and now he's still here in Philly. Um, closing this chapter, which again, back to my anxiety, right? So when we were down there working together, it was, it's a familiar feeling because we've done this a thousand times, but the idea of space, right? Like we are, and you know, every day we wake up and we experience something different. Like we're like, we're basically new people every day. This is, he's been down there for two years. It doesn't necessarily feel like two years, but I'm like, damn, two years have passed that he's been down there. So working with him now is at a different capacity. Like I'm working with, I'm working with, with my man, but I'm working with Bambi on the artist too. And that's a whole that's a whole nother story. Like that's a whole different person. Like that's a whole we shot Go the fuck up, man. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so we shot two videos, right? The first video, seamless. I mean like it clicked, like we we got through it. It was one song. It was real like nostalgic how it happened. Like it didn't take much. It just was. It just fell together. The second one, he probably gonna be somewhere. The second one, though, my baby had a little bit of like a diva attitude. We was on set. It was giving us hot. Where my water? Where my M and M's? <laughs> X Y Z. Like, and I'm just like, what the fuck? He not over here. <laughs> like you probably watching. Oh. You watching like I know this bitch is not really going right. I'm like saying hopefully right he's not in this right now. He probably like and he was not. Listen, giving it all. But what I what I can say though is like being as though we've been together this long. Also, our communication is like stellar. So it's also not hard to express. Like kind of like I'm like, what you doing? And why are you acting like this? And why are you acting like we just can't shit? Like, we can get you somewhere. It might be a little hot, but we're going to get through the day and it'll be fine. So, I mean, I think it's just really like we're still, it's like learning him all over again. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. it also makes for really good art, I see, because like he also brings like a new energy, which is like exciting. It's like, okay, I ain't never seen this before. I can I just say, I just think it's so beautiful when folks can gain straight, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, I think it's beautiful when folks can kind of stay together and see each other through life's transi transitions because we do evolve. Um, what's up, Black Boy Fantasy? And you mm -hmm. also um, have a question. Synthetic Solace, what's up? Also, thank you for the follow. Um, Synthetic Salah said, mark my style. You mentioned looking through photographs with the subject to agree on the look. A lot of people I shoot feel they are too uncreative to come up with any ideas. How do you approach it? Um, That's a good question. So I start, because I feel like I get that too, right? But I start most of my consultations off with what's inspiring you right now. I ask my subject that. And they'll be like, oh, I don't know. And I've said anything, a color, food, something that happened in your day, but you not just walking around like blah, like something has to like get you out of bed in the morning. So what's that thing? Um, 
that I also feel like I'm a really good conversationalist, right? So I'm going to talk to you and talk and talk. And the whole time, the whole time that I'm in my consultation, I'm writing stuff down and I'm pulling stuff and I'm pulling things from my conversation with words, phrases, colors, things, all kinds of things. And I also have my Pinterest up. I don't, I don't take a conference. I don't do a, a consultation without being by my computer. So while I'm doing this, I create like a board for the person that I'm talking to. And while they're giving me all these notes, while they're talking to me, I'm taking all these notes and I'm pulling images off of Pinterest and creating like a board for them at the same time. And by the time we get to like this point where like maybe it's like a pause or something like that, I start to run a few ideas by them. And unbeknownst to them, it may seem like I came up with the idea, but I only manifested it because they gave me a bunch of things to pull from. And then my imagination just kind of did the rest. I don't know. It's kind of, it's given AI. I like it. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and you're creating a creative space for them that's not too far outside of their comfort zone because we've all been a model before it's nothing like looking at a photo that you you don't even recognize yourself you're like mm -mm, i'm not comfortable with this um i don't like the way that i'm being shown um patrick thank you for the badge the people are buying badges tonight thank you y'all make it oh synthetic the people are buying badges tonight y'all making me Making me feel like I gotta do a little a little something extra for the coin. No, I, I appreciate it, y'all, for real. All right, so so let's move on. Mark, you uh, recently posted you have an ongoing series entitled The New Crown, where you use do rags to sim symbolize the aesthetics of a crown, showcasing royalty, empowerment, and togetherness among the community. Can you talk about this series? Is it complete? Um, what do you have coming up? Or where can people see the New Crown series? So the whole, well, a good amount of the series is on my website. Um, Which is vincentmark.net. Vincent yeah. Um, I started the series back in 20... Hey, feel free to type that in the comments if you want, if you want to have it in there. Uh, oh, okay. Um, I Thank started saying what, 2018, 2019, something like that. And it's funny because um, the exhibition that they're pulling from, they're pulling from the series. Um, the one you have the gallery. Out. Yeah, so for the, the, the gallery exhibition um, is at Camden Fireworks in New Jersey. And, um, so shout out to them. Shout out to them. Uh, you. Yes. They... Um, pull a lot of pieces from the new crown situation. That was more so, that came, that was manifested from a test shoot, honestly. Like, um, I did a shoot with my friend Cameron from um, from DC. And during the shoot, like, I put him in a black Blu-ray. And the idea of the new crown came from a conversation I had with him because it was just along the lines of how come do-rags gotta be because we shot in the do-rag we were talking about like how people would feel about it right and i was just like well why people gotta feel any kind of way about it why does a do-rag have to be looked at why does it have to be looked at in such a derogatory kind of way like it's ghetto or is this and it's that 
when I mean this is some shit that we made for us for our situation for our hair for our and so on and so forth so I was just kind of like well what if somebody just put a different spin on it? What if, what if instead of it being this ghetto fucking thing that you got on your head, it represents like a crown or some type of like like royalty or some shit like that? So from there, I just started, I just wanted to shoot niggas and do rags. I was just like in awe. And from there, it started to inspire other people. So um, a girl from uh, Cali, her name is uh, Khadija. Shout out to her because she's the one that made me the ten foot do rag that said the new crown embroidered on it. Right? I love that name. Yeah. It's like I think it's really fire what you're doing, and I would like to contribute. So she made that do rag, and then after that, she made several other do rags. And I mean, and no one was the same. She was like pulling different fabrics and different textures, and from there, I was creating like a world around do rags that she was sending me. Um, even down to like when me and Bam shot Mr. Nintendo, that I love was that a song. ten. That was a ten foot do rag embroidered with pearls. It'd be like the detail. I really sometimes, that is right? So fire, like as right? artists, I feel I sometimes I feel a little slighted because I'm like you bitches not pay attention to the the nuance that is so fire that yes. it takes to create some of this shit because like. Shout out to her for sitting there. It took her a minute to make yes. this. And By hand. Like, you're not going to find this nowhere else. Mm -hmm. Like, but Damn, the, thank you for dropping that. The, yeah, the, the series itself, I want to say it's, it's come to a close. Okay. It could possibly like, do something else, but I feel like it's like a, think of it like a good season or a good like, show that you just know if they ever tried to remake it, it just wouldn't be the same. Gotcha. But I just feel like the passion that went into it, and actually what ended the series was the pandemic. Like, I had this idea of going on, like, a six-city tour, which I had <laughs> plane tickets purchased for and, and the people actually ready to go. And then, boom, everything shuts down. Yeah. And then, and Every time I tried to reimagine doing it again, something else would happen and it would just not happen. And I'm like, I really feel like the pandemic was God's way of just being like, oh, bitch, it's time. This is a, it's time to move on to something else. Yeah. I like the black and whites that you, you, you have on your Instagram page. Uh, very dope. Okay. All right, so let's move on. Um, when you were on the show, we talked about the soul contract and shout out to my mentor uh, Titus Burgess for for that. Um, the soul contract is this idea that you know we sent our soul here predestined on a specific mission to experience the life that we're living today. Yes, the good, the bad, everything in between. Um, something that we decided before that we were even conceived. And me and you had this discussion about the soul contract. And I'm curious if you've thought about that since um, our conversation. I re remember on the podcast, you said, yeah, I feel pretty aligned with, with my passion and what, what I feel like my life purpose is. Have you thought about that since we talked? Yeah, I have thought about it. That's why. <laughs> 
like you said, that's why I got anxiety. <laughs> you said <laughs> I have thought about it and I keep thinking about it. Like, um, it's just, it's wild because I mean, it's not just the, the taking photos and stuff like that. Like, I feel like for any artist, stop digging in your nose. Who, who, me or Mark? Wait, what happened? Somebody said stop digging in your nose. I don't know if it's me or Mark. Is it me? Maybe. Um, but I think for any artist, right? Like, when I talk, when I talk to people, when people talk about their legacy, right? They always equate it to children. They always say, you know, like I need to have a child to carry on my legacy. And I say, you know, what's funny about that? A lot of artists have children, and you don't know none of their names. You don't know what they do. A lot of them, some of them, you don't even know they had kids. They had them, right? But you know the art that they know for it. So I feel like when it comes to legacy, like my art is my legacy. You get what I mean? The the fact that I sit here and I say like I try to put out like some sort of like representation from for a group um of people who feel un and at this point, I mean maybe maybe the Bushmen don't feel so underrepresented because I mean it's been like a, such a surgence of like like, it's really giving shout out to Gen Z because I feel like they really out here and they kicking ass. Like, they really could care less how people feel about their gender. It's giving, call me by my God given name. Like, they could care less. And they are finding the representation. But if I'm going to be out here creating and doing all this other shit, like, I don't know, like, that, that's more so what I'm aligned with. Like, it's just kind of like, what am I giving? to y'all and, and is it feeding you you know what i mean i just want people to feel fed so anytime i'm like crafting i feel like i'm in the kitchen and just giving more salt more this more that more that more that more this more that like i want to feed y'all to y'all y'all fool till you had enough hmm. i like your confidence in it and i wanted to ask you because i was listening to this podcast yesterday about and and the, and the psychologist was saying like you know I believe that if you if you're aligned with your passions and and you know what you're and they were talking about soul contract what you were sent here to do you really don't have a reason to fear death and when you don't fear death you you truly don't fear to live um, mm. do you fear death do do you think about death no, no. I mean unfortunately I, I I experienced a lot of death young. So, um, losing loved ones, I mean, friends. down to like, I feel like at the age of like 13, I had a, <laughs> a conversation with my mama about being the beneficiary of a life insurance policy and what that looked like if like her and my dad would pass. Like, so death is always, it, it was never like a taboo subject. I felt like it was always something that my parents felt like I needed to be aware of and mind you i say aware and not ready for because i feel like you would never really be ready for the passing of somebody that's close to you um but you need to be aware in this given it happens and we see that age don't matter right like i think we get wrapped up in we get wrapped up in purpose and then we get so much so that we start to almost manufacture 
how our lives are supposed to be versus like genuinely living the life that you are supposed to live. You get what I mean? So I don't get so wrapped up. Though I'm like conscious of like purpose, I don't try not to get wrapped up in it. And though I know that there i also don't get wrapped up in that either because i just feel like it's just something that'll suck you in for the most part yeah so yeah, i just kind of yeah like, I it's, agree it's there you. it'll happen but it's not getting there. right it's definitely going to happen but we don't know when so to me it's just like i might as well just live like and not even be thinking about or preoccupied with that because mm-hmm. i don't know when it's going to happen um you know hopefully i'll I'll live to be an old man um you know dying peacefully in my bed um in my sleep um so over the past six months what's a challenge that you've had to work through or that you feel like you're still currently working through um the only real challenge i'm having right now is deciding whether or not so one of the things that one of the one of the things that i'm having a hard time with is where i want to move um i have the support yes so you're leaving philly the decision is done this that decision is made okay i know i'm not staying right um the only thing is is where i'm going um and it's really a decision between atlanta and la and i think at one point i was definitely sold on LA. I was like, okay, this is where I'm gonna go. This is where I wanna be, so on and so forth. It's not so black and white anymore. So in the midst of me, to make sure that I'm moving, I am in the process of moving as though I am not going to be here. So it's like cleaning our closets, packing shit up, throwing shit away, doing all these things like, okay, cause you know, we're moving soon. But then it gets to, so where are we going? And every time I'm like, I'm moving here, something happens in the other place and I'm like, okay, maybe I'm not moving here. Maybe I'm moving there. And I'm doing this back and forth. And I think the best I've, the best advice I got is really from Ben. He was just like, if you, first he wanted me to take himself out of the equation. He said, if you only move into Atlanta because of me, don't do that. Because I mean, as quiet as it's kept, I miss my man, right? Like to not have access to him as much as i would like to bothers me so i that does that has to be hard like between atlanta LA, yeah into like my decision but also like um he just entered the room (laughs) oh now he's here um like literally as soon as you started talking about um, him he came in the room but also Good job being connected. And turning 40, I also feel like, I think time, we talking about death, I feel like it's more time. And though I know time is kind of like, it's just like this concept that we all got and it looks different to everybody. But I just feel like I don't got time to be fucking around. And one of the things he told me was also like, it's really like the detachment of it all. Like once I make the move, it's not like I got to stay there. And I think that's more so that's what's been playing in my head now. Like I can go to either or, and if it's not serving me, let's say I gave it like a year or two. And if it doesn't serve me in the way that I think, I can always pick my shit up and go somewhere else. And I don't think I ever was thinking like that. I just thought once I move, I first I hate moving. 
Yeah. Moving. Yeah, you so trying to once move I move, again. I might be there for a minute. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. <laughs> I'm not going nowhere. No so it's actually like opening yourself up to right. a, a different, a different perspective, a different way to look at it, which is right. often the a really good mechanism at trying to um, reframe a lot of things in our lives. I've used that tool a lot, and I'm getting better at it. It's just like really changing your perspective. And once you change your perspective, you can change the way you think. Once you change the way you think, you literally change your how, how something looks to you. Um, they right. talk about creating, like manifesting how things are around you and how energy moves. It's really just a mind, um, a mind thing. It, it really is. And so let's move on and we're getting close to the end. Um, there's so much happening right now in and around our community. You have... Um, anti-black, anti-gay, anti-trans um, legislation going on in several states um, right now. Our black authors, our peers are being banned. And I'm talking about specifically George Johnson, mm -hmm. um, who the last time I checked was the number two most banned book in America right now. Um, we have our people being unalived out here in the streets. So rest in peace to O'Shea Sibley and Akira Ross. Mm -hmm. um, there's so much divide between in the black community right now over trans rights and, and trans identity with all, and that's just the name <laughs> a few things um, because there's so much happening abroad as well that whether we, we wanna acknowledge it or not impacts us. With all of this going on, how do you use your art to, to push back? And I'm, and I'm asking you this intentionally because I see you do it all the time, but I wanna really hear it from you. Um, and you touched on it a little bit earlier in the beginning when you talked in the intro, we talked about Butch right. Green and what that meant to you. But with all of this going on around you, um, how are the ways that you're using your art or you, you plan to use your art to, to push back and to speak out against it? I feel like I'm running for president. I'm just the questions. <laughs> it's just because I'm that but good. Like Are the networks I mean, listening? Are you watching? Are you listening? Um, <laughs> so I, I, I'm not, I, even though I'm saying I'm talking about representation and all the other things, like I also have to create in a space that I feel as though, um, I want to get this way. I want to create in a space that feels good to me, right? And and to be honest, creating when I when I'm creating is more so like um, introspective. Like it's almost like I'm talking to myself, and, and it's just and when I make it, it's almost like you can just basically see my thoughts and. I am learning that um, <laughs> it's futile. It, it doesn't, you can talk to you blue in the face and niggas still not gonna get it. They just not gonna get it. You can tell somebody, you can tell somebody why it's important to acknowledge your pronoun. And the only thing they gonna say is, I don't understand why I gotta do all that, right? You can tell somebody 
I don't know. Why in your eyes? When the Roe versus Wade thing happened, that that whole situation happened, for me, it was a lot less about just pro-life and pro-choice. And it was more, if you go changing these laws that already solidified, that's already solidified, it's a frequent, it didn't already went through all this. <laughs> and if you can turn around and say, no, 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 that, that don't count. Now, then you can go back and say none of that shit count. And as we can see, that's starting to happen. It started with abortion. And now we're looking at gay rights and gay marriage. And I need niggas to know. Black history. I need you to know, because back in the 20, back in the last election, it was on Utah's ballot to reenact slavery. Was it Utah? I, I know it was, it, it was, heard it, of it. It was Utah, I feel okay. like. It was, it was okay. some It was one of these states. I definitely but I said, that. bitch, they got slavery on the ballot. Imagine that. So while they back, so while while we out here, because then is that too? Like we talking about like what art is doing, but the thing is, like I feel like art can also be um, desensitizing sometimes, and then I feel like it can also be distracting. Talk about that. Talk about that. You get what right I there. mean? Like, I feel like not just because niggas is out here making art all the same way. It's like messaging. Not mm -hmm. all messaging is good messaging. You get what I mean? Like, it's how you take it. So, um, podcasting is a form of art. You using your words to express certain ideas. Some and of certain these podcasts feelings. Out here. I Ooh. feel as though when bitches are out here talking about. Um, trans women or trans men and da, da 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 talking i feel like at any point talking talking about something that you can't identify identify with or understand you just kind of gotta take a back seat right like i can't talk about what it's like to be trans because i am not it's okay to say but I what i can do is support because because in having trans friends and having a trans brother and having like these relationships, I understand what that support look like. I understand that even though I may not live that life, I can I can see from the outside looking in what that looks like for my kin. And I'm just kind of like, I don't know anybody with an empathy can just be like, okay, that's that's not it. And now I'm always going to have this kind of thing around like minding my business, like. If I'm minding my business, <laughs> then I can't be out here hurting nobody else because I'm only focused on me. And I feel like the problem right now is niggas don't mind business. Yeah, and so now we're putting our lives in everybody else's business. Why do I care? Why? Why does why does Tasha K care about fucking T. S. Madison? You get what I mean? Why does her womanhood affect your womanhood? Like, these are things that I won't understand. I don't understand why, because then is that, like, discrimination is discrimination. Like, niggas get discriminated against, they get discriminated against, but then they find it with, they find the wherewithal to still be able to discriminate other, like, groups. And I'm just kind of like, what are we doing? 
it's all fucked up. I think so the, I don't, so the people I'm not who, processing that while I'm creating, to the be pe- honest. People who are equipped to have these conversations, I think should and be should and are and, and, and should be leading those conversations. I think these Twitter threads got everybody thinking that you have to have a comment on everything. You have to have an opinion on everything. When, like you said, it's okay to say I don't have the range for that. I don't have the range for that. And excuse yourself from the conversation. Yeah. And and maybe, and then involve yourself in, in conversations with people who do have the range on it. They don't have to have the same opinion, but for people, listen to people who do have the range on a subject to help you get a better understanding of whatever it is. And maybe it'll help you formulate a more informed opinion. But it's okay to say, I don't have the range for that right now. There's been things on this podcast. I get DMs like, can you can you talk about, I don't have the range for that. Mm-hmm. Or let me see if I can get someone on the show who can talk about that. But even with that, when I bring people on the show, I have to be able to have a conversation with them. I'm, right. not, I'm not this who, what, when, why, interviewer those podcasters are out there where they do absolutely no research or homework on their guests and you can tell as soon as the mics go on Mm -hmm. um so to close out mark is there anything that you wanted to say that you you didn't get a chance to say or is there anything coming up that you want us to be on the lookout for um okay so i have an exhibit coming up at camden fireworks on march August 27th, um, be there, be square. That'll be nice. Um, it'll be running, but it'll actually, that's the opening, but it'll actually be running till, if I'm not mistaken, October 28th. Um, but all that information is coming out soon. Um, my, <laughs> the one thing I'm gonna talk about is my man, right? Like, my man, my man, my man, my man, my man. man. My man, my man, my man. My man got a mixtape coming out. Um, and what that got to do with me, of course, I did the visual. So hey. he did, he actually did his own cover art. And the cover art is fire to me. I think the niggas, I, I, we work so well because I am inspired by his artistry. Mm. Like, it pushes mine, to be honest. So, um, but he Ooh. has a mixtape coming out. On That's the powerful. End. On the eighth of on the eighth of August, okay. yeah. So uh, next week, if I'm not mistaken. Um, also, just be on the lookout. I do have a book coming soon. How soon we shall see, but um, I plan on getting over. I know I keep talking about anxiety, but I'm planning on getting over this. I'm getting over my hump. I'm making decisions. I'm going to solidify dates, and as these things start to happen, you definitely will see them in the upcoming months so yes and i encourage you to find ways to move that anxiety outside of your body because if it sits in there it's not going to feel good it's giving therapy it turns <laughs> it turns into knots and all kind of other things yeah, so find a way to get that anxiety up out of there so y'all i got three things to to mark your count so august 27 make sure august you're following hit that carrot button make sure you're following mark my style august 27th is an important date bam's mixtape is coming out on the 8th another important date absolutely and the book is coming soon and the book is coming the date soon. to be today. the book the book i'm more excited about because it's any physical manifestation of my work i love whether it be like printed art 
Mm-hmm. And I need y'all to get into this too. I only do one of one. I do not reprint my work. So I'll be I'm lying. It's two. Because I always have one for myself. I'm always gonna have a copy. But it's only two. It's only what I sell and mine. So because I feel like a mass production of art kind of takes away from the authenticity. Mm-hmm. So Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about the exhibition because they have all one-on-ones. Like once they sell it, that's it. Like it's done. So I'm excited. That makes it very, very special. Um, so again, thank you, Mark. Um, you know I'm a big fan. I really adore you. I adore Bam. Thank you for um, coming on tonight. This wraps up this week's Star Sixty Nine, y'all. Thank you all for listening and watching. Thank you to the people who bought badges tonight. So. Showing, showing your boys some, some real yeah. monetary love. Be sure to tap the carrot. It's, it's Follow my friend style. My okay. Hey, uh, <laughs> not you gonna be. Okay, how much is that? You gonna be hit me up. Where my cut? So, I've done badges if I wasn't on there. So, that's very true. Wait, what's really good? <laughs> and then I'm gonna have to pull you together about what this platform does. Okay. Sure. Um, but but we're not gonna do that. I'm just messing with you. Um, be sure to tap the carrot, y'all. Follow Mark My Style. Follow Hunger Podcasts if you're not already. And yes, I will be back here next week, same time with only Nisha, aka. Y'all better come get one of these. Ooh. Here with me <laughs> next week. I can't wait to check in with Nisha, and I love y'all. Patrick, thank you for the support. I, I really appreciate y'all. Chris, just for the best. Thank you. Do the whole thing. Okay. I appreciate y'all. And thank you, Mark My Style. This yes, is going to be Mark. up for replaying if anyone wants to replay. And I think I'm going to put this on a podcast too, like strip the audio from this yeah. and um, put it up as a podcast episode. It was cute. I liked it. I enjoy you, Eric. Thank you. I enjoy you. Thank you. I'm hung up. <laughs> All right. Bye. Peace.